0: The following is a class given by His Holiness Jaya Swami Maharaj on September 6, 1984. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 7th canto, chapter 13, verse 40. The learned brahmana's description indicates different types of for one lies down according to one's body. Sometimes one takes birth as an animal and sometimes as a king. When he takes birth as an animal, he must lie down on the ground and when he takes birth as a king or a very rich man, he is allowed to lie in first-class rooms in huge palaces decorated with beds and other furniture. Such facilities are not available, however, at the sweet will of the living entity. Rather, they are available by the Supreme Will, Parichaya, or by the arrangement of Maya, as stated in Bhagavad Gita 1861. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna, and is directing the wandering of all living entities who are seated as on a machine made of the material energy. The living entity, according to his material desires, receives different types of bodies which are nothing but machines offered by material nature according to the order of the supreme personality of Godhead. By the will of the Supreme, one must take different bodies with different means for laying down. Thus and the Bhakti Vidanta purport of text Chapter 13, Chapter 7 of the Srimad Bhagavatam in the matter of the behavior of a perfect person. Om Here the learned Brahmana who was situated as the python who was discussing with Vlad Maharaj. It's describing how, by the influence of the material nature and the will of the Supreme, one is forced to take different kinds of birth. In each birth, there's a different facility. It's compared by eating or by speaking. Here it's compared by how one lays down So, someone may think that one type of laying down is better than another. So, then accordingly, one will get a specific type of birth. One time, a devotee was commenting how beautiful the sunrise was. And thought Prabhupada warned that if you think that the sunrise is so beautiful and you want to see it, then you have to take another birth because the sun never sets. In the spiritual world, we can only see sunrise and sunset in the material world. That if we see something beautiful, Bhagavad Gita has given us the mm-hmm. vision that we can see that the beauty or the beautiful aspect of it is actually a portion of Krishna's own beauty. If we see everything in connection with the Lord, then our vision will remain on the transcendental platform. If a person, actually in this uh, Padayatra, there was some, the first night, there was some discussion about the bedding facilities. Some people, they took rest on the stage, on the rug, Some people took rest uh, uh, inside the different bands and some people they wanted to go back to the guest house where we had stayed the night before to take rest on the beds with the pillows. (laughs) There was a difference of opinion. So actually that way some austerity to become detached is also good. But that we don't ask for that austerity. But if it comes of its own accord, then in devotional service we learn to see that. The sometimes, jai we learn to see the different facilities with an equilibrium. Just like sometimes someone may be praised. Sometimes someone may be insulted. Normally in material life, if someone gets praised, they feel very big. If they get insulted, they feel very angry. But a devotee maintains the equilibrium. If he feels, if he's praised, he takes it as the mercy of Guru and Krishna, that someone is able to appreciate, or that maybe he's been able to do something nicely. And if someone is uh, uh, insulting, You see, they also, they tolerate that. In either case, they remain in an equilibrium state. Also, there's always the danger of mistaking what is the actual situation. Someone may see something and think that it's one thing, where actually it's something else. For instance, even it's uh, said that we shouldn't be very absorbed in the external uh, symptoms of ecstasy in devotional service, sometimes the preacher may see someone is crying or someone is showing some emotion. It's very hard to ascertain whether there is a sincere emotion or whether it's something else. Rather, one should uh, judge one's own devotional service and the devotional service of others according to the Anubhavas. Anubhavas are the other subsidiary symptoms, like all those remaining engaged in devotional service being equal to fame and infamy not being put into material lamentation when one loses something material not becoming elated when one gains something material different symptoms are there which show that one is fixed in krishna consciousness there's an example one time how one preacher was uh, bewildered he was giving a lecture and this uh, preacher apparently was not, uh, he was from the older school. He was having a little beard. He was having a beard, maybe it was Chhatramas or something, he didn't shave. But he had a, some beard and his hair was slightly grown out. He was giving a lecture on Krishna's pastimes. In the front row, there was a lady, and every time he would say something, she'd just look at him and said Cry! The tears are pouring down. By the end of the class, he thought that uh, this lady is greatly devoted to Krishna. Every time I say something, she's looking, and then she's looking intensely, and then she's crying. I no, never found such an audience so intensely uh, absorbed in what I was saying, and so deeply moved. So, afterwards, uh, he called her to find out that uh, what was her realization, how she was so deeply moved while he was giving his lecture. So he called her and asked that what was it that, uh, why is it that uh, you're feeling so emotional as uh, I'm giving this lecture. And she says that uh, every time I see you I'm just overwhelmed. He says that my little pet goat, who just died last week, had the same beard that you do, and every time I see you, it just. <laughs> it was something altogether different. Similarly, there's an explanation in the Shastra that from a distance you may see that there's a, a boy running and there's a woman and they're hugging in the street how terrible oh my God. in the street and then you go walk over and then you see that it was a it was a son who'd been gone for a long time and that was the mother and then they. They met for the first time after years and years, and that, so the mother just embraced her son. And there was absolutely nothing wrong with it, but from a distance, you looked wrong and you got a different impression. So, in this way, you may see something, and then it may appear in one way, but it may be something else. This way, we can be illusioned by our senses, or we can mistake real spiritual experience or even some material for something else. So, rather, one has to train the consciousness to be fixed in uh, the transcendental platform of equilibrium, not uh, jumping to any conclusion and not uh, making becoming affected by something unless one has fully uh, understood both the superficial what is going on and what is the actual cause. One should be uh, fixed. So we see that this uh, saintly person, he's very detached. He's not uh, hankering for the uh, first class uh, room, nor is he uh, against it. Neither he's lamenting for one or the other. He's very detached. Rather, he's already come to the platform that uh, people should actually desire to serve Krishna that the desiring different material situation is useless. By Krishna's own arrangement, we may get so many different situations. I'm sure that everyone, when they go out and do traveling from Kirtan, they find some people are very favorable, and they'll find some people who are very really divine. So, in this world, that nature is there, some people are very inimical to Krishna by their nature. They've been up, they've been brought up in that way. And some people they're very favorable, they're very open. But this is normally due to their material vision. Actually, if they come to the real understanding. Because most people, when they worship uh, God, they're thinking, I want to get as a better facility to do that. And those people who feel that that they can achieve that without worshipping God, then they want to achieve it in their own way. But the real goal is not to have a nice material facility, nor to... uh, Uh, simply avoid the... The goal is not to have simply a nice material facility, but uh, to get out of this uh, this uh, dunking stool where one is sometimes put into hellish condition, sometimes elevated to the Svargaloka. Actually, in this planet, it's very easy to see that there's no pure happiness. Nobody is completely satisfied with material things. But as one, when one leaves his body and as one is progressing back to the spiritual world, then one goes by all the different planetary systems sometimes. You see, someone may be able to see, just like Guru Maharaj, as he was going, the different planetary demigods would watch him come, then they'd watch him go, and go, go. So, Sanatana Goswami explained the progress of the soul sometimes they'll go through the different planetary systems. You see, that the planets are divided according to their different mentalities and desires into fourteen categories of consciousness. That the categories of the fourteen planetary systems are according to the degree of uh, bhakti, as mixed with karma or gana or both, or as gradually becoming pure. The more that it's pure karma or pure gana, it's one level. The more that it's source bhakti, is another level. So, some of the planets where so people have devotion, but they also have very strong material desires. So there it appears that the people are very happy. But they still they are not having a pure devotion for Krishna. They're deriving their happiness to, from sense gratification. But there's very really nice uh, facility. Just like Nala Kubera and Manigliva, by worshipping Lord Shiva, they had got the, and they were the sons of Kubera, the treasurer of the demigods. By worshipping Lord Shiva, they had achieved such a opulent position. So, just in the Mandotini Ganga, by the side of uh, Koilash, they were enjoying uh, sports with uh, with naked uh, heavenly g- girls, society girls, daughters of the demigods. But they became intoxicated, and then when Lord uh, when uh, Narada Muni came, they were not able to act properly. They weren't able to. Understand, they were so drunk or intoxicated, which is the nature of sense gratification. One wants to take shelter of intoxication, it says. Uh, of course, the demigods, they won't think of meat eating or, uh, I don't know, gambling they might do or not. But, uh, <coughs> they won't uh, eat meat. That's for the rakshasas. But uh, illicit sex and uh, intoxication, of course, they'll have slightly different types of intoxication. But uh, the effect is the same: one loses one's awareness and ability to function on the normal thing. So these two great demigods, they they have, they fell down from the heavenly planets, and they had to take birth as uh, Arjuna trees in Vrindavan. Of course, because of the great mercy of a pure devotee, they ultimately got delivered by Krishna. But just like that, as one's going up to the spiritual, you might say, oh, this is very nice here. Look at these people all enjoying it. It's very clean, very... And if one gets attracted, he gets stuck up. So you're satisfied at that level, you remain there. Just like people in modern society... They work up to a certain level when they get to be... They think, all right, let me become a doctor, a lawyer, a businessman. They reach some profession and think, all right, this is enough. This is This is success. This is satisfaction. I shouldn't look further. In fact, if somebody tries to say that there's more to life, they become afraid. One of the biggest fears of the Krishna conscious movement is that people... They don't like to hear that there's more to life than what they know because that would change their whole value system and put them into some kind of uh, crisis or values of what they should be doing. So, similarly in our quest, the goal is to reach Krishna. This ultimate goal but along the way, if we think that uh, some other partial aspect of Krishna's manifestation is enough, we get satisfied. So even the yogis, of course, they're not really uh, enamored by the life standards on this material world, but sometimes they get distracted when they go up to the heavenly planet. Srila Prabhupada said that many of his followers would go to the heavenly planet. Sometimes devotees think that uh, for doing their devotional service they should be getting some good material facility in return. And if that is their desire, they may get that. They may get a residence in heavenly planets where it's the, the best facility of material life. But if one, to the Prabhupada, he warned the devotees who are building the Shri Maya Parachas. He said that uh, here we're building big palaces. You see, you can live like princes in the palaces. You can stay here and you can have all nice facility of living in these nice buildings. You see, but the actual purpose of building them is for preaching. If you use them for preaching, if you use them for Krishna consciousness, then uh, you'll get your love for Godhead and go back to Godhead. But if Instead you want to use these buildings for your own comfortable living. If that is your purpose then that's what you'll get. That will be your repayment. you have a comfortable life. Finish. So in our devotional service if we think that uh, we want from Krishna some nice comfortable situation then that will be the type of uh, reward that maya will try to offer. See, just like Kolavesha Sridhar, the banana salesman when he was offered that uh, you take a kingdom. He said, no I don't want a kingdom. Lord <coughs> Chaitanya offered him. See, he was a simple devotee. He was selling bananas and but he was always devoted to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So when Lord Chaitanya was in his Mahaprakash, where he was being worshipped by Shiva and Brahma and the Ganges and all the demigods and where he was just so false and you couldn't see the entire world. All you could see was Lord Chaitanya and his associates. At that time, for 21 or 20, uh, it was a 21 hours, Advaita was offering artis to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Lord Chaitanya was calling the different devotees and, and then offering them the uh, benediction. So he offered the. He called Kola Shrihar, the banana salesman Shrihar, and he offered that you take a kingdom. You've been struggling selling bananas. Here, yeah, I'll make you a king. You can have so many servants, queens, kingdom, everything. Kola said, "I don't want a kingdom." What do you want? You take something from it. You take you take uh, all the mystic powers. He said, No, but I'm not desiring mystic powers. No, you can have animal, prapti, siddhi, all the siddhi. You can be, just travel anywhere, create anywhere. You can have all of the mystic powers. No, no, but I'm not desiring, my Lord. I don't want the mystic powers. So what do you want to tell you you you've it. You say, let me give you something here. You take moksha. You can have liberation from birth, death, old age and disease. Merging into the brahmajyotis. Telling you that with the great yogis. Even the demigods, they're always anxious to get liberation. You can have liberation. My Lord, I'm not desiring liberation. You're not desiring liberation. What do you want? What, what I want is that, if it is uh, your desire or your mercy upon me, everyone was silent and they were just, the kirtan was going on, but the devotees were listening. What is it that Golavicha, the banana salesman Sutar, so was wanting from Lord Chittam? He said that if I could have, you see that young Brahmin boy who used to come to me, my Pandit, And he was always argumentative and he was taking bananas and vegetables. That if it's your desire that uh, wherever you appear, wherever you are, that if I could supply all your banana, vegetable, meat, and if I could see the smiling face of that uh, young Brahmin boy, my, then that is all that I want. But if I'm not qualified to get that benediction, then at least if I could take birth somewhere where there are your devotees who are always chanting your holy names. that's all that I want. And Lord Chaitanya said, so I'm going to give you the benediction which even Brahma and Lord Shiva are always anxious for. I'm going to give you the benediction. A pure Krishna prema. And all the devotees, when they heard that the banana peddler, street hawker, peddler, Sridhar, he was being given what is greater than liberation, greater than mystic power, greater than residence in the heavenly planet, he was being given pure love for Krishna. They exploded. <inaudible> Hari it is started to jump in ecstasy that how Lord Chaitanya he gave the highest benediction to this very simple devotee. So in our journey back to Godhead, Maya may offer us different facilities. And if we think that, oh, this is very nice, we will get stuck up. Then Maya has kicked it. But if we take good and bad in equal study that this is whatever is coming, it's only to be used for the service of Krishna. If we dovetail, if we get something good, nothing to reject it. If someone is willing to build a palace, alright, we will make a temple out of it. Just like Dipra was offered by Krishna a palace. He didn't want it. But he gave it anyway, without. uh, uh, Viprasudama one thing and Krishna gave anyway. So then he used it for preaching Krishna consciousness. That way sometimes the bogus yogis, they refuse to touch money. And then you find that they become like, no, no, I will not touch money. Of course the secretaries pick it up. But uh, they say, no, no, I will not touch anything material. I won't touch the money. That way, if all of us want to give money, I'll take it with two hands. You see, and give it to Krishna. He often said, Brahmana means that you're a millionaire today, next day you're a beggar. Whatever we get, we really want to use that in Krishna's service. So we're not bashful or ashamed to ask people that they should engage in some service to Krishna. Knowingly or unknowingly, if they give, they get sukriti. Knowingly it's to sukriti and unknowingly it's to sukriti. You see? Because their donation is being used for the service of Krishna. So they get some benefit. If someone knowingly gives they get more benefit. And even if someone is not so qualified to understand, so, but they give for other idea, but it's used in Krishna's service. They get the benefit, and this way gradually they are brought to Krishna consciousness. I met someone who years he had seen the devotees years before. He had given some contribution in, uh, I think it was Switzerland or Germany, and the. After some years, there were some changes in life and different things happened. Somehow, he took a book off his shelf, which was there for years. He had never read it. It was one of Prabhupada's books. And then he read the book and found that all the questions that that person was looking for, they were there inside the book. And uh, now that person has become uh, devoted. And there are many, many uh, stories like that where someone he gives a, I met people, they oh, I didn't understand what you people were about. I gave some donation, but I didn't. I thought these people are very strange, but there's some nice, return. nothing for me. They don't realize, by giving their little bit of service to Krishna, how they are linked up with Krishna. In the future, it's like being put into the orbit. Right? Once the satellite is put in orbit, then it just continues going around until it finally comes back down to the earth. So once you're put in Krishna's orbit, then opportunities come again and again by Krishna's mercy to come closer to Krishna. Until finally we become, again, under the complete shelter of Krishna's lotus feet. So whatever happens, good or bad, we should take it as Krishna's mercy and keep our objective to reach Krishna's lotus feet completely, to nandana, we should be single-pointed in that. Then even if Maya offers "Here is the heavenly planet, we think that, uh, where is Krishna? This is very nice, but where is Krishna here? Is a nice garden and trees and smiling? but where is Krishna? Are these people happy due to Krishna consciousness? Or is their happiness due to the flickering arrangement of this material world? I want to find the devotees of Krishna. If Krishna is not there, if the happiness is due to some other interaction of maya, it means that it's very short-lived. Yeah. Down again to this Martialoka, repeated birth and death world. see? Okay. Unless you surrender to Krishna, Then you, if your attraction is, where is Krishna? Well, if you finally, when you finally reach uh, the shelter of Krishna, then you do not uh, forget you don't need to take again this material birth and death. So, obviously, this uh, sage is very experienced. Now his uh, fascination he's they talk about fascination. Over the material energy has uh, obviously been uh, depleted. And now he's fixing his consciousness on going back to Krishna. That way, when the first time I went to Paris, because Paris is a very old city, I got some realizations. As a first-time visitor, even as a devotee there, I'd like to show you a few of the historical things, so they showed me the The Louvre and the St. Paul's Cathedral, is St. Paul, no, Notre Dame Cathedral, and... Uh, a big uh, Egyptian tower that's up there. There's some Egyptian monument or something. And then the Eiffel Tower and these things. When I saw this uh, monument from Egypt, then I saw that they had the old temple. was a very old urban city house. And they said that only a bathroom was available in once in every three, four floors. And they're very old. and You could see that this was probably one of the best houses of Paris in the old few hundreds, maybe hundreds, over a hundred years. But the sanitation of it and the bathroom, everything, that was you know, very, by our Sattvic standards, very substandard. And how, obviously, even the poor people, they must have lived in, in Mar- much more. Disgusting situations. But how the different king said by just showing, all right, we have a big uh, tower, we have this, we have that. The people they identify that we're the greatest, we're the top, we're the. We, we have the culture, we have. You know. And then, due to some mental uh, distraction, they somehow they feel uh, satisfied. They somehow they don't realize that uh, in spite of all the. Uh, Glitter and glare of the material arrangement that they have to suffer the same birth, death, old age, disease, the same, you see, situation is there. So like the Maya is very good at uh, putting on the makeup in the material world. So we see that the material world is something very <coughs> enamoring, very beautiful. And in this way we waste valuable time that uh, we are given, that we could use for getting out of the material entanglement, for getting to reaching back to Lord Krishna. Instead we think that, oh, this material arrangement is really nice. I can become happy here in this material world. And that is uh, the foolishness. Now if we have, just like as we travel, you see that in one country, they have good roads and new cars. In other countries they have older roads and older cars. And a little bit differences is there. So materially it's easier or harder to do things in certain ways. But basically apart from the slight uh, difference in the coverings, the same material sufferings and enjoyments are going on. Prabhupada used to chastise devotees who wanted to simply travel. He said everywhere they're doing the same thing. Eating, mating, sleeping and defending. Simply the styles are slightly different. Someone is eating with chopsticks or someone is eating with fingers or someone is eating with fork. Or someone is eating uh, this type of food or that type. Or someone is eating in restaurant or someone is eating in a drive-in restaurant. Or someone is eating in their house or on the street. Or whatever. But basic uh, program is the same. Simply slightly different styles. In this way, the actual essence of the entire world, the real purpose for life, people miss. They don't, they they become enamored by the facade, by the few uh, symbols that they think that all right, this is the symbol that we're going to enjoy in this world, and thus they actually suffer. So when Prahlad Maharaj was offered liberation by Nushinghadev, then he said that I don't want liberation for myself, but I'm worried about. One, he said, I couldn't forget his guru, his spiritual master, because it was by the mercy of Narada Muni that Prahlad was able to see Nushinghadev. This is a very good thing to note. Sometimes the devotee, if they achieve some success in 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 realizing Krishna even, or even in some minor, being able to perform some service successfully. They may think that uh, somehow it's there to their credit. Of course, they get the credit. But they shouldn't think that it's to their credit. They should think, as Prahlad Maharaj did, that if without the mercy of my guru, of my spiritual master, I could never have I am here today, seeing Narsingh Haray face to face. So I don't owe anything to myself. I owe it to my spiritual master. That was his first response, and the second response was he was worried. What about all the other fallen souls who are suffering in this material world? That. This is a devotee. He can realize, even the person is sleeping in a nice bed and pillow or whether he's sleeping as an animal in the ground, that everyone is... Uh, you see, their situations are very short. From the pillow you can easily go down. It's not uh, very difficult. In fact, Prabhupada once said that there was some astrologer who had said that the Prime Minister of India was desiring a very comfortable life. So, in his next birth, he took birth in Sweden. And in Sweden, there was a millionaire who had two pet dogs. One was white and one was black. And every day, the dog was fed half kilo of meat and bathed and brushed and given nice uh, living facilities. So, the prime minister took birth as the white dog. He could get plenty of comfortable life, no responsibility, plenty of servants. So according, we can say, even as a person, if that is the desire, they want no spiritual life. They simply want comfort. They could be take birth as a nice pet dog. Here, Fido, come master, millionaire petting, two, three servants. When we took over the palace in uh, Detroit, that Fisher mansion, I was told that there was a tomb yard to the two dogs that were the pet dogs to the fisher. He had built one tomb for his pet dogs. It was his love and life he had two pet dogs. So, like that, if someone wants something material, there's no security, there's no security. What will be their situation? So the devotee is not very really fascinating. If someone, all right, you have good fortune, you have good looks or you have wealth or you have education or a good birth, this do the good to your good activities, but it's not secure. Again you may be thrown down. So while you're in this type of advantageous material position, take advantage and become Krishna. And even if someone is in a disadvantageous position, materially speaking, but if they surrender to Krishna, their life will also be you see. Their life will actually be successful. So the real deliverance is when a person becomes Krishna conscious. So here, of course, in Sweden, or excuse me, in Switzerland, people have, materially speaking, certain amount of uh, modern comfort. Modern comfort, of course, is relative in comfort, but modern comfort uh, is also filled with anxiety. But Anyway, there's some facility here. The people, they may become very uh, self-conceited that uh, their position is very permanent. Because they may not realize that this life is very short, and again in the next life, they may go anywhere. And even in this life, there's always the fear of, uh, in the modern world, nuclear holocaust, wars, and so on. If they could come to that platform of spiritual understanding, that this lifetime is just a small flash, a small drop in the bucket, in the sequence of many lives, then they could actually take advantage of their situation and utilize their lack of material uh, obligation or material uh, suffering to fix their mind on God consciousness, either by fully dedicating themselves to preaching Krishna consciousness or even by practicing in their home and thus achieving perfection by supporting the devotees and donating their energy or their lakshmi. So, of course, we're working against the heavy material conditioning, but the devotee is also not attached. He's trying to simply give these people Krishna consciousness. That way, Prabhupada said that some people are hard to come but the harder people are to come to Krishna consciousness the normally the more fixed they are once they become devotees. So that's like a consolation right? That uh, even if someone is difficult to make a devotee normally once they do become devotees they are more steady. Sometimes devotees are easy come, easy go. So, they don't take things very seriously if they haven't suffered or sacrificed something. They haven't changed their consciousness. Of ultimate objective, we have to change our consciousness. So, it's important for us to, in conclusion, let me say, to study the mentality of these different great devotees. How their consciousness is situated, how they're actually detached, and accordingly, we should also be attached to Krishna. If we're attached to Krishna, this will automatically put us in the proper state of detachment from others. Our process is one of attachment; we become attached to Krishna, and uh, the detachment is. Uh, more or less automatic. Of course, we become detached from the grossest Maya, but our process is a positive process of becoming positively attached to Lord Caitanya, to Jagannath, to Krishna, to the spiritual master, the pure devotee, to the previous spiritual masters, to the Vaishnavas. And by being attached to this spiritual energy as we're going back to the spiritual world, when we see these different uh, levels in the heavenly planets or so even the brahmajyotis, our attachment to Krishna is like a magnet, draws us back to the spiritual world and we go directly to Krishna. Param padam. Jai shi Krishna chaitan nya paru mityananda sriyadai tikadar haru srivasuri gaur Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare, Hare.